officially, well, I know we are. We're officially in fall, y'all. Are we officially in fall? How many of you love fall? How many of you, how many of you, you know, when you think about it, they tell us that fall started September 22nd. That's what they, and then they say, um, how many of you want to know when winter starts? <laughs> winter starts December 21st. But let me just, and there's a reason I'm asking this question. How many, who here is a fall person? You're just like, I love fall. That's, I love fall. I think fall is, a, is a, just a really, really pretty season. Who's a spring person? You're just like, oh, I am a, I'm a, I'm a spring person. Who's a summer person? Summer, summer. Why are you summers more louder than the rest of everybody else? If you're a, a summer, now let me just ask you this. Now look, who's a winter person? And I know we have winter people here because they've told me. I think it's a. I, I think I think it's fine. But I want to ask you. Maybe the, the the question is: Is who set up all of the seasons? Who set them all up? God did. And you know whether you like it or not you're going to go through the next season. Are you with me? And hopefully you will modify your dress as you go into the next season. Because if you don't, you will die. How many of you know what I'm saying? It, as we go into, and just as the natural world has seasons, so does life. Just as we prepare for change of the natural seasons that are going on around us, and then we go through them, I believe that God prepares us for the seasons that we go through in life. And one, I think one of the unfortunate things in, see, in the seasons of life are so, is that sometimes they're predictable. Other times we're caught off guard and we're not ready for them. But I want to start something today and the title of it is seizing. Everybody say seizing. Seizing the seasons. And notice the word seasons is plural. You already know how to seize if you're a summer person, seize summer. How many of you are with me on that? You know how to seize whatever that, that particular season. And it's not just the seasons that I like or the feel-good seasons or the seasons that I agree with or have maybe even planned for in my life. God wants to teach us how to seize every season of our life. And let me be clear. I am not saying that God causes everything that happens in our life. I am not saying that. Sometimes in this world that we live in, unfortunate, unfair, and sometimes unjust things happen to good people. I, that's, that's not what I'm saying. But what I am saying is nothing takes God by surprise. And he, what he's promised is that he'll use everything that comes across my plate in my life, that if I'll look at it and go to him, he's promised that he'll use it. And I love the words for my certain good. And it's everything. It's not just some things. Look at what it says in Romans chapter 8, verse 26 through verse 28. It says, and the Holy Spirit helps us in our weakness. For example, we don't know what God wants us to pray for, but the Holy Spirit prays for us with groanings that cannot be expressed with words. How many of you before have ever been in something and said, I just don't even know how to pray? How many of you know what I'm saying? And here's talking about praying in the Spirit or being Spirit-filled and, and praying in the Spirit. Verse 29 
Now look at what it says. And the Father who knows all hearts knows what the Spirit is saying, for the Spirit pleads for us believers in harmony with God's own will. Now look at verse 30. And we know that God causes everything to work together for the good of those who love God and are called according to his purpose for them. Realize this, God says he uses everything. God will use everything. See, the season I'm currently in, God will use it. My planned and maybe my expected or anticipated next season of life, God will use it. My unexpected, unanticipated, and this could be good or bad in my life, God will use it. God will use the adverse seasons of my life. God will use the unfortunate seasons of my life. The season I I don't understand. God will use it. The next season that I face, God will use it. Every area of life is about seasons. It's all about seasons. Every area of our life. I mean, think about it for a moment. Reflect if you have a relationship with somebody that maybe, and I'm not talking about just marriage or, or dating, but maybe a friend or, or an associate or an acquaintance. If you have a relationship with somebody that has been for more than five or 10 years, you've seen that relationship go through seasons. Have you not? You've seen it where you guys were just a whole lot closer. And then you've seen it where you're like, I just feel like slapping them. How many of you know what I'm saying? You've gone through, it's been, it, it's gone through seasons. Marriage has seasons. I've been married for 37, coming up on 38 years. I am grateful for my wife because she puts up with me. How many of you are with me on that? Okay, look, don't celebrate. Don't even go there. Okay. But she, but when you, when I, I look at it, I can be honest and look and say, our marriage has had seasons. Some seasons were great. Some seasons were incredible off the chain. Other ones were more challenging, but they, but God was in all of the seasons. I mean, think about this for a moment. Families, if you have kids, you have observed your kids go through seasons, have you not? You were, you, you were just, I mean, at one age, you were perfect. At the next age, what is wrong with you? I'm surprised you even made it to this age. How many of you know what I'm saying? If you stop and you think about, you know, the, the whole thing, if you, if you stop and you look at your job or your career, it has had seasons. It has had seasons that you love, and it has had seasons that were very, very challenging on you. Acquiring anything natural, it has seasons. You're all exhilarated about your new car that you got. Understand there will come a time where that car will have seasons. How many of you know what I'm saying? It will be like, we need to get a new car. What is wrong with this car? And it's what is, it's a little bit everything natural. Clothes have seasons. I think it's hilarious right now. You want to know what's coming in the clothes of the 60s? That's what's coming in right now. All of the clothes of the 60s, and they call it vintage. I'm like, that means I'm vintage. How many of you know what I'm saying? Because I remember your body has seasons. When you, when you were young, you were indestructible and you bounced back. 
Now I play football with my boys and I feel it for a week or two, depending on how hard they hit me. How many of you know what I'm saying? It's see, we, with everything has seasons. Our relationship with God has seasons. It has seasons. There are times where God is, you just sense him, you feel him. It's so powerful. It's so, I mean, it's just like living color. It is incredible. And then there's other times you're going through it and you're like, God, what is going on? I need you to show up yesterday. How many of you know what I'm saying? And maybe the feelings have changed. Look at what it says in Genesis chapter eight, verse 22. It says, as long as the earth remains, there will be planting and harvest, cold and heat, summer and winter, day and night. Everything has seasons. What do we do or aspire to be? Whatever it is, whatever in your life you do, you aspire to be or to become is going to have seasons. The difference between where I'm at and the next season of my life can be summed up in one word, and it's the word transition. Everybody say transition. Transition is you're here, now you're going into a new season, and it is transition. And since life is about seasons, everything God created has seasons, that means that all of us are going to constantly be living in a place of transition. And I want to ask you just a really simple question. How are you with transitions? How are you? Some people are better with transitions, others are not. But since life is about seasons, that means that transitions are crucial. We, we are all right now in a transition in our life in some form or another. Right now, maybe you can clearly see it. You're in a transition in one area or another area. It's crucial. You know, there's a theologian. He's a theology professor. And his name is um, William Clinton. He's not Bill Clinton. Okay, William Clinton, and this was several years back, he wrote a book about, and he called it, All the Leaders of the Bible. And what he said was, and I thought this was interesting, and it was all backed up with facts, but what, he, what his um, premise was is that in the Bible, there are 300 leaders that we get a lot of detail about their life. There's more than 300 people, but there's 300 leaders, both men and women, that, we, that you can look at and you can, you can actually examine their life, and the Bible gives us enough context that we can study them. And out of the 300, he came to the conclusion that 225 or 75% of the 300 leaders in the Bible didn't transition well into the next season. And so they didn't end well in their life. Only 25% transitioned well and they changed seasons well in their life. And you know, when I looked at that, 20, only 25%, and I'll say it like this, seized the season they were in. Only 25% of them. And before we judge and say, oh, well, they just weren't smart, or they didn't love God, or they weren't spiritual, or they weren't gifted enough, I just want you to listen to this. It wasn't because they weren't smart enough. Solomon, he, he did not transition well. He did not end well. It wasn't because they weren't anointed, Elijah. 
Elijah was one of the most anointed people in the Old Testament, and they reference him in the New Testament. It wasn't because they weren't good leaders, Moses. Moses didn't end well, if you study. It wasn't because they didn't love God, David. If you stop and you look, it wasn't because they lacked courage or strength, Samson. It wasn't because of this. In every season, we pick up things. Some things are good and meant to be built on, and other things we must shed, or they have the potential to disrupt our life in the next season. It hinders our transition. You know, in John 15, and maybe you've read this before, but Jesus is teaching about about his role in our life, He's teaching about God's role in our life. And then he teaches on our role and what's happening in us. And I want to just read in John 15, 1 and 2, and then we're going to jump to verse 5. Jesus said, I am the true vine. So that's what Jesus is. And my father is the gardener. That's what God's role is. He cuts off every branch of mine that doesn't produce fruit, and he prunes the branches that do bear fruit so that they will produce even more fruit. Jump with me down to verse five. Yes, I am the vine. You, speaking to us, are the branches. Those who remain in me and I in them will produce much fruit, for apart from me, you can do nothing. Now, I want to just stop and bring a little context here because we're not farmers. Most of us, when we read this, for the most part, act like everything transpired in this story, that in this parable that Jesus is telling in the now. Now he planted, now he pruned, now he harvested. And we look at it as though it happened quick. But realize this, that the primary purpose in their day for growing grapes was for making wine. You say, well, I don't know if I agree with that. doesn't matter. The Bible says it. Jesus didn't multiply grape juice. He multiplied wine. Are you with me? But equally, the Bible talks about it does not condemn having a glass of wine, but it does drunkenness. Are you with me on that? And so, and so the primary purpose that they grew grapes was for wine. You know that the earliest you could get grapes from new vines was three years. That was the earliest that you could get grapes for, for wine. So Jesus was talking about here a minimum of a three-year period with three years of seasons when he was telling this parable. Is, and they, they, they believe, or today in our world, is established wine growers that have a reputation for good wine. They don't harvest and make wine from their grapes till a minimum of 10 years or a decade to 15 years. That's how, that's how before they will harvest the grapes and make wine. Jesus is talking about his role. God's role in our life and the seasons that we all go through. Life is about new seasons. No matter how old you are and how, no matter how you transition, understand we're going to go into new seasons in our life. And what God wants us to do is he wants us to embrace it. I remember, and this was about 
probably 15 years ago, and a good friend of mine here in the church who'd gone home to be with the Lord, I was talking with him, and he retired. And, um, and when I was talking with him about retiring, he looked at me and he said this, the greatest mistake I've ever made is after I retired, I sat on the couch for eight months and now I've never recovered from it. And he said, I'm having nothing but physical problems. And this was five to seven years after he retired. In other words, he went into retirement. He didn't transition well and now it was impacting every area of his life. See, all of us right now are in preparation for the next season of our life. Y'all, you're in preparation right now for the next season of your life. I'm either stepping into it, aware of it or not. I'm trying to hold on to the season that I'm in or yesterday, right now, or I'm trying to get out of the season I'm in. How many of you have been in a season you're just like, I just want this season to be done, over, and move on? How many of you know what I'm saying? It's, you, you think about that, I, or maybe I've gotten discouraged and I'm just floating right now in the season that I'm at. One of the most challenging things to living down here is navigating transition in the seasons of life. Navigating it in the seasons of life. And the Bible is full of examples of this. There are times in our life, maybe right now you're looking at a season that you're in, and there are times that God will divinely direct. How many of y'all love it when God just divinely directs? And it is, so there are times that he divinely directs, but then there are other times that he expects us to do the right thing and only directs after we do what we know is the right thing. That is when he speaks. Some people in, in the Bible, and I, you know, there's a scripture in Proverbs 11, 3, and it says that the integrity of the upright, it will guide them. It'll, it'll guide them. And there are times that I like to say it like this, that God will give breadcrumbs in our life. And as we follow the breadcrumbs, we, we begin to see him clearer and clearer. And then there are other times that maybe we're just going and we're trusting by faith. And then there's other times that we've ignored the breadcrumbs and we can't ignore them anymore. We just got to stop and say, okay, God, I realize what's going on. You know, there are times that it's thrust or forced upon us. It doesn't seem fair. It doesn't seem right. We don't like it. And, our, and in our eyes, it just, likes it, just, it just looks like it is flat out wrong. And we're just like, God, I'm, I'm in this season and it's wrong. One thing for, for sure is it's a really challenging time because what we're used to and the predictable aspects of our life has just left the room in one way or another. And God is saying, the season is changing and I need you to be fully engaged in the transition because I'm working in you. I'm leading you right where you're at. You know, God loves me and he wants me in the new thing, but he's not dependent upon me and he doesn't need me to bless the new thing in my life for him to lead me in a direction. He doesn't, but he wants me to. And I want to, just with my remaining time, I want to give you what I'm going to call three foundational principles that we must get 
on the inside or the grid of our life if we're going to transition well, if we're going to embrace the next season well. Number one is this, is believe that God is leading your life. If you really, and, and, and I just know as Christians, we're all like, oh yeah, I know God's leading. No, I'm, no, look, that's just a statement we make. But functionally, functionally and in reality, do you believe that God is leading your life? Question. Try it again. Do you believe God's leading your life? Okay. I, God, God is, realize this. It says in Proverbs 20, 24, it says, the Lord directs our steps. So why try to understand everything along the way? Couple things, but look at what it says, that God leads a step. A step isn't a leap. It isn't a sprint. It's a step. God is leading your next step in your life right now. He's leading it. And what he wants you to do is he wants you to stop and say, sometimes when we're in a difficult season, we don't want a step. We want a rapture. How many of you know what I'm saying? Lord, I'm not one of those. I just want out of here. Lord, I just want you to do it yesterday. Lord, have you noticed I am sweating? God, have you noticed this is hitting my buttons? How many of you know what I'm saying? Lord, have you noticed I'm a little bit hangry right now? You know what I'm saying? And God is saying, I need you to take a chill. Everybody say, take a chill. Take, God is saying, I need you to believe that I'm leading your life. See, the inference is, is don't get hung up in having to understand everything or you're going to miss the next step. God's leading your steps, so you're not going to understand everything. And let me be really clear about this in regard to the understanding part, is realize I totally, the Bible fully encourages planning, organizing, charting, having your life, have goals within your life. But when it doesn't go by your goals, it doesn't go by your plan, it doesn't go by the way you thought, can you stop and say, God, I'm trusting you're leading my life. God, I'm trusting you're leading my next step. Lord, I don't understand it. I don't get it. It doesn't feel like it. But God, what I do know is that you are good that you are faithful. And if this is a season that's difficult and this is a season that's hard, what I am trusting is that in this season, you are going to take some things out of me that need to get out of me and you're gonna put some things in me that need to get in me that will actually equip me for what you've got in the future. Are you with me? Y'all with me? <laughs> but when it doesn't go how I think, Am I so addicted to reasoning that I won't trust God? I just won't trust God because it isn't going the way I thought it should go. Stop and just say, okay, God, I realize. You know, I've noticed this about seasons is we can have peace on the inside and have questions in our head. How many of you are with me on that? I can have peace on the inside where God's like, oh, it all feels really good on the inside, but Lord, boom, 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 boom. And God's like, oh, 
I need you to just trust me right now in your head. You know, one of the greatest things God wants to do in when we uh, transition is to liberate us from being addicted to our own reason and our own thinking because he's greater than that. He's absolutely greater than that. Look at what it says in Isaiah 43, 19. For I am about to do something new. See, I have already begun. Do you not see it? I will make pathways through the wilderness. I will create rivers in the dry wasteland. God is saying right now, understand, whether you are a summer person and you're going into fall, whether you are a spring person and you are, and right now you're saying, I feel like God, I'm uh, right now, Lord, it's looking like a little wintry out there. God is saying, I want you to believe that I'm leading your life. Number two is this. There needs to be a positive takeaway of every season in my life. Every season, there needs to be a positive takeaway. What did I learn about myself? What did I learn about life? What bettered me and didn't bitter me? How many of you know what I'm saying? There's sometimes in our life and we go through a season and it's a difficult season and God is saying, okay, in this difficult season, you're going to learn, you're going to see some things about yourself and you're going to see some things about personal growth in your life and it needs to be a positive takeaway. Difficult seasons aren't seasons that are just all negative. We stop and we look and we say, God, I'm going to grow in this season. Titus 1 verse 15 says this, to the pure, all things are pure, but to the corrupt and unbelieving, nothing is pure. Both their mind and their conscience are corrupted. And see, this is an attitude. When we're in a difficult season in our life, what are we looking for? What am I looking for right now in my life? If right now you're a summer person and you're in the winter, God wants to know, are you learning? Are you growing right now? What are you looking for? You know, there's an incredible story in Genesis chapter 45. And it's about a, it's a portion of the story of Joseph. If you study Joseph's life, what you find out is that early on that his brothers were jealous of him. They wanted to kill him. They, saw, they threw him into a dry well. And then one of them pulls him out and sells him into slavery. And when they sell him into slavery, the Bible says for, the la- for 20 years of his life, he is either a slave or he is a prisoner. And And in Genesis 45, it is the first time that those same brothers are coming in contact with him for the very first time. They have all assumed that he is dead. And now this is the difference. He is the prime minister of Egypt. They are asking him for food. They're basically saying to him, if you don't feed us, we are going to die. And they come before him. And the moment they realize that he's Joseph, they're literally in fear for their lives because they remember what they did to him. They remember how they treated him. They remember and they realize, oh my gosh. And now he's the prime minister. And what I love about Joseph's words is Joseph said this. He said, what you meant for evil, God has turned for good. That God led me through all of this difficulty. He led me through all of these seasons so that he could 
place me where I'm at. Realize this, that you're in a season. God is leading you in the season that you're in, but there needs to be a positive takeaway in every season of our life. There's got to be a positive. You know, in every season, I've noticed this, is three things happen. The first one is we get refined. Everybody say refined. 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 My why gets clearer. Why do I do what I do? When you're in a difficult season, why do I do what I do? Why do it for this? I do it for that. Okay, it's going to get refined. God wants to get, because I love God, it's the right thing to do, and that's what I'm going to do. That's what I'm going to do. The next thing is, is we get defined. I see things clearer now than I've ever seen them before. I begin to see things clearer. And then the last thing is, is things get redefined. What's really important to me gets redefined. Pay close attention in your life to what's getting redefined. Is it something that God has already defined in his word? If you're redefining something that God has already defined and you're changing from God's definition to your definition, it's not going to be a good transition. It's just not. It's, it's, it's just not. It's, and, you know, you think about it. If I do this, it'll cost me in the next season. And when important, you know, gets redefined, maybe what used to be normal, predictable, or a rhythm in my life has changed and I've let it get redefined. Make sure that it's not a spiritual value, a personal priority, or a conviction, or it'll make things more difficult. Let me just throw this out. COVID redefined a lot in America. Some of it's good. COVID redefined the workplace environment. How many of you like, you know, some of us are like, I like this new definition, working from home. How many of you are with me on that? It redefined the way it was. And so you look at it, it, but equally is it redefined relationships. So people are more disconnected. People are not as relational as they used to be. People are more fearful. They just, all of this stuff. I mean, let me just throw this out. COVID redefined church in people's lives. It redefined it from maybe consistency to involvement to worshiping, to now a spectator, and barely, oh, I love God, but you've redefined, went through a season, and it got redefined. And you have to say, is my definition the right definition? Or do I have to stop and say, okay, God, I realize that in this season, and I'm out of time, so stand up. I'm out of time, baby. How many I tell you I'm going to give you? My wife is a noter. How many of you are with me on that? She's like, you gave me two. Now look, let me just throw this out. Don't come up after service and ask me for number three. We'll give it to you next week. <laughs> let me ask you a question right now. How many of us right now are in a really good season right now? You're just in a great season right now in your life. That's awesome. How many of us are right now 
in a challenging season. And I realize that I'm lumping everything together, but you're in a challenging season in your life. Here's the next one. How many of us right now are in a difficult season? I'm just like in a really, it's one thing to be challenged and difficult. It's like a double layer on your life. I want to encourage you right now to believe that God is leading you right now. He's leading you. He's got you. And you say, I mean, back to Proverbs 20, 24, the Lord directs our steps. So why try to understand everything along the way? Maybe right now you're in a difficult spot, but I'm going to tell you this. God is going to do something in this season that is going to equip you, that is going to cause you to be fuller, bigger, better, and stronger than before you went through it that will equip you for what he has for the next season of your life. I believe that as we talk about seasons, maybe you're here right now, and I believe God is wanting a little shift in your thinking. You've been looking at everything negative. You've been looking at it just negative, talking negative. How many of you know what I'm saying? Well, you know, you've been trying to hang around people. That'll just let you puke. How many of you know what I'm saying? They'll, they'll, just, they'll just climb in the dumpster with you. They'll just climb in and you can throw trash on each other. How many of you know what I'm saying? God is saying, I need you to begin to make a shift right now where you begin to look and say, God, what is a positive takeaway for the season that I'm in, that I've learned about myself, that I've learned about a situation, that I've learned maybe you've adjusted me on the inside and you and I'm beginning to realize, oh my gosh, there's more to life than what I thought was. I believe that God is saying right now is understand just as the seasons are changing in Michigan, Everything has seasons, and he's wanting you to seize the season you're in. To seize it and say, okay, God, I'm going to seize this season. I'm not going to just float through it, but I'm going to seize it. And I realize that you're going to do something significant. You're going to do something powerful in me and in my life because you are ordering my entire life, not just the moment. How many of you before have ever had kids that wanted you to do something that you knew if you did it, it wasn't the best thing for them? How many of you know what I'm saying? It wasn't. I had one of my kids come to me and, and uh, we did a thing with our kids in regard to vehicles. And we just basically said, I'm not telling you to do this, but it's just what we decided. And this is just for us. We said, we, whatever you save, we will match it. To, and buy a car and buy a car for that amount. So if you say 500 bucks, we'll match 500 bucks, whatever it is. And I'm really grateful that I only had one kid that really took me serious. How many of you know what I'm saying? And they were, they were like, oh my gosh. And they were like, and I'm like, you sure you want to save? Don't you want to go to the movies? You know what I'm saying? And they were just, they were just, they were just like, and then, they, and then they got to the age and they're like, you said, and I'm like, Yes, sir. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And, and, 
but, but one of our kids came to us and, and you know, they were, they were driving a car and it was a, <laughs> I'll be super honest with you, it was a beater. How many of you know what I'm saying? It re- look, the purpose of a car, and I'm, I'm not saying that my belief about this is right, <laughs> but I believe that most kids' first car are going to wreck it. <laughs> They're going to, you know, mo- mo- not all, but most. And they came and they, they said to me, they said, they said, my car is an absolute piece of junk. And they said, you could get me a better car. That's what they said to me. And I, <laughs> I looked at them and I said, I, I probably could, but I don't know that that's what would be best for you. That's what I said. I don't know that that's what would be best for you. And they were irritated. You know, they had the teenage mindset at that age. They couldn't see anything but what they wanted. They came to me a few years later, and they said to me, I realize why you didn't get me a car, because it wouldn't have been the best thing for me, and it taught me some things later. See, that's the way God is in our life. He looks, and we're like, God, I want it. God's like, I'd love to give it to you, but is it the best thing? Is it the best? Because I see you're 10 years from now, just as clear as you see you're right now. And he's navigating our life. Two things. Do I believe that God, can I stop and say, God, you're ordering my steps. And number two, what good can I see in the season that I'm in? Every head bowed, every eye closed. Lord, thank you for your love and for your grace for each and every one of us. Lord, it just brings us incredible peace to know that you've got everything under control. Lord, I lift up everyone that is here right now. And Lord, if maybe they're in a difficult season, And Lord, maybe they're wanting you to do something. They're wanting you to show them something. They're wanting you to speak to them. Lord, your word to them today is do the right thing and I'll speak and direct you. But you just got to do the right thing right where you're at. Lord, I thank you for your love, and for your grace. Just with every head bowed, every eye closed, you're here, and you've never made Jesus, you've never said, Jesus, I'm done doing my thing. I need you. I need your forgiveness. I need a new start in my life. I want to pray with you right where you're at. That's you. On the count of three, lift a hand to heaven. One, two, this is your moment. Three, that's you. Thank you. Yes. Thank you. Mm. Thank you. I want to lead us all in this prayer. Say this with me. Jesus, I believe that you're God's son. That you went to the cross to pay for my mistakes. And Lord, I'm grateful. I need you, and I'm asking you 
Forgive me of my sins. Come into my heart. Be the Lord of my life. God, I want to know you. I want to sense you. I give you my heart and the rest of my life. In Jesus' name. Jesus name. Amen. Amen.